Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. New Jersey Chime Time 610. Welcome to Friday morning in the Great Garden State. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back on Monday attending his daughter's wedding this weekend. Who snores in your household and what do you do about it? 1-800-283-1015. Dan, we have to talk the weather here as we sit on the edge of another weekend. Yeah. And it's really been amazing weather this week. And it's going to continue into the weekend? Yeah, we started uh, with sunshine and we've had some clouds build in. But these warm temperatures in the 50s for another three days or so, it, it really is more reminiscent of uh, March day than early February. Nice little thaw here. And, you know, then we've got, what, changes you're thinking maybe into next week? Mm-hmm. I've been warning about it for a while now. Winter is not over yet. Yeah. Um, at the very least, cold air is going to come back into play. By this time next week, it's going to be like 20 degrees colder than it is now. Um, and there is a chance for snow in the forecast for messy weather. We're watching Monday night into Tuesday. The timing of this thing is annoying. You know, usually we get clarity on winter storms, snow versus rain, about two or three days in advance. That's right over the week. Weekend. So you're going to have to keep an eye on the forecast over the weekend as we put some numbers and details on this thing. Um, again, it's not going to come into play until Monday night, but there could be some messy aspects to the storm early on Tuesday morning, I think. That is not a commentary on your forecast um, that you're hearing right now. This is the sound of snoring that we have in our house. <laughs> All the time. Uh, Didn't sleep again last night because this is what was going on. And Kristen, when I shared this with you, (laughs) when I shared this with you, um, you couldn't believe that this was coming out of a family member in our house. So I I wanted to ask, you know, have you dealt with a snoring problem (laughs) in your household? Uh, there it goes again. Got to get the last one in. That's funny. Um, who snores in your house, and what do you do about it? 1-800-283-1015. You have a snorer in your house? Oh, my husband. Yeah? 100%. But, so, I'm just going to call myself out at this point. Uh, I started snoring in my third trimester when I was pregnant with my daughter. And then once she was born, I stopped. But one morning, Ryan was like, do you know you snore? I was like, no, I don't. I was very defensive. I was like, no, I don't. I definitely don't snore. People and are he, offended by it when yes. you say you snore, absolutely. right? Absolutely. I don't understand why. I don't know. I think it's just that, like, because it, it's annoying. That's number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I woke my husband up, but after I gave birth, I guess I stopped. But yeah, for a whole three months, I snored. I so felt bad. what do you do with Ryan? I'm so used to it. Sixteen. We've been together for sixteen years. I got so used to it. But I used to wake him up when it would when it would wake me up. I would nudge him. And I'm like, "You're snoring. Roll over." And of course, he'd get mad. And then he will, he was up all night. And but I would just nudge him. Some people sleep in different rooms. It's I've so heard bad. that. I've heard that. So I was a chronic snorer for years, for years and years and years. And it was it was really bad when we went on vacation because the kids would constantly get up and they would come and they'd smack me. They're mm-hmm. like, Dad, you're snoring. And I want to say probably about six years ago, I went for a sleep study and I got a CPAP machine. Oh, get out. And I, okay. I wear it every night. And even if I take a nap during the day, not if I'm taking a disco nap in my office, right. but if I actually take a nap during the day, I put it on and I travel with it. And no kidding. I have not snored since. Oh, wow. 
So that's not you snoring, is that what is you're not, telling that me. That is not me snoring. And I will also tell you, this is not Sandra snoring either. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, this is Holly, our one-year-old yellow lab puppy, snores like this every time she sleeps. And unfortunately, we can't fit her with a CPAP machine. <laughs> no, you can't. And you do not want to wake her up. No. <laughs> so we're going to post the video of this on our Instagram yes, page. Yes. All right. So go, go to our Instagram page. You'll see a picture of this cute little yellow lab who keeps everybody up all night. Uh, but who snores in your house? How do you fix it? How do you deal with it? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number this morning. Let's have a conversation about the annoying sleep habits of your partner or others in your household. 1-800-283-1015. We'll talk a little bit more about this and get ready to take your calls after an update of weather and traffic next on New Jersey 101.5. 621, it is on New Jersey 101.5. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia. We're talking this morning about whether you have somebody in your household that snores and what did you do about it. Dan, you got any snorers in your household? Yes, four kids, the middles, are the snorers, Uh, oddly enough. Griffin and Nathan, uh, they compete with each other for who can saw wood the loudest. (laughs) And and who wins, (laughs) usually. It depends on the night. (laughs) Yeah, You know, I think part of the issue uh, this morning is a lot of folks don't want to dime out their partners. Well, I mean, I will, because I'll totally say that my wife Amy, when she was pregnant... It's like she had a microphone and an amplifier. That's how loud she was uh, uh, snoring almost every night, but only when she was pregnant with our boys, oddly enough. And Jill, you have a dog that snores. Yeah, a dog. My son also snored right before tonsillitis. Did you have any of your kids with tonsillitis? It was like the loudest snore. No, Um, not either. Neither of my kids. Yeah, the the older, wait, which dog? Nyla, my boxer mastiff. And, uh, well, they have a short face, right? So he's he's yeah. got a little kind of a, looks little like he's been schnau- punched yeah. in the face. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's um, really loud. It's <laughs> but it's comforting for some reason when it's a dog. Do you? Oh, find I don't. That? No, not at all. No, <laughs> no. Do you find this comforting? This is no. This is not comforting. <laughs> and this is happening in the middle of the day when I was actually trying to take a nap, and she came over, laid right on my lap, and started snoring in my face. Oh no! Can you put the CPAP on her? I don't know. Maybe I wonder if I have to find one that'll that'll sit on her face. Um, come on, if you've got a uh, if you've got a pet partner that does this, you got to let us know at one eight hundred two eight three one zero one five. Hey, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about this morning is I have a. Do you watch the show Survivor? I don't. I find it boring, just like Holly. Um, do you watch the show Survivor? I could play this on a loop all morning long. <laughs> I seriously could. No matter what we were talking about all day long, I could play Holly snoring. It's funny because there's a couple people walking in and out outside the studio, and they keep looking like, what is that What is that noise? What, what's going on? <laughs> I, I literally, yes. I, can we, should we just put that on a loop? And no matter what we're talking about, we won't even reference it. We'll yeah. just play it all morning long <laughs> on a loop, just yeah. going and going and going. Um, and that was, I, I, what is that? That's 40 seconds That's of maybe three minutes of video. And you know, it was all the while just going through. Um, so, you know, it's, 
maybe this is an opportunity for you to vent. If you have you know, a, a partner or somebody that you sleep with or somebody in your household, my kids would complain before I got my CPAP machine. My kids would complain that they could hear it through the bedroom door in their bedrooms down the hall when I was snoring. And what do you do about it? Do you just lay there? At one point, Sandra used to have earplugs. It was so loud. She would wear earplugs. And in the wintertime, the dogs would go outside. They would do their business. And when we had a lot of snow on the ground, it's kind of hard to pick it up in the, in the snow. So in the spring, when everything thawed out, there were these little pieces of purple and orange rubber all throughout the yard. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I looked, and it was the foam earplugs. Henry, my older yellow lab, when Sandra would take her earplugs out every morning and put them on the nightstand, he would eat them. And then what goes in must come out. So in the spring, it was nothing but earplugs laying across the yard. Who snores in your house? What do you do about it? Um, John and Warren, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You're going to tattle on yourself, John? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but to start off, though, Eric, i, I got to say this is my first opportunity to speak to you. And if you don't like your dog snoring, it means you're an evil person. <laughs> That's not nice. I love Holly. <laughs> she's a sweetheart, but she's no, very I got, loud. I have, my, uh, I have my second bulldog. He's now eight months old. He's Howard the second. And I agree that when he's up against me and I have that little snoring sound coming out, or even a big snoring sound, there's just something so adorable about it. It just makes me want to hug him. Yeah, no, I get it. She's adorable and she's cute, but sometimes, you know, that's a little bit annoying. So what do you do about your snoring, John? Okay, well, uh, to start off with, I have I have uh, sleep apnea. So my snoring can be quite obnoxious. So it, it got to where my wife and I, you know, my let's put it this way, we, we had a day bed downstairs in the basement, which <laughs> became my night bed. Yours, and, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming she does not find your snoring cute as you find your dog's snoring cute. No, no, apparently, uh, I think I think some of my cuteness wore off over the last 20 some odd years. <laughs> well, it happens, John. It yeah. happens, even so, to the best of us. Yeah, so I do have, I did end up, I started off with trying the CPAP machine. That was very difficult for me the first time around. Then I got Inspire, which was working pretty good. And, uh, then I started putting the weight back on. And once I put the weight back on, it was, you, you really, you, you know, I need to maintain the weight lower, otherwise it's not as effective. Then I'm back on the CPAP, and now I'm actually using it on a regular basis. I know more so about sleep apnea and the long-term detrimental effects of it. Yeah. Uh, so when my, my friend, when my, my best friend growing up, his dad just passed away recently, and he had a horrific last 20-some-odd years of his life because of all the, the the brain damage that the sleep apnea causes. Well, and that's a good point, John, and I really appreciate you bringing that up in your call here to New Jersey 101.5. I mean, that is the serious aspect of it, right? Um, But who snores in your household? What do you do about it? 1-800-283-1015. David, hang on. I'll get your call on the rest of you after news, weather, and traffic on the half hour in New Jersey 101.5. 628 is the time. New Jersey Chime Time, 6.37 on a Friday morning. Who snores in your house? Is it you? Is it your dog? Is it your bed partner? And what do you do about it? Is it a friendly elbow in the middle of the night? Uh, 1-800-283-1015. Kristen, I think a lot of folks are afraid of 
diamond out their partners. I agree with you. But David in Robbinsville, I just spoke to him on the phone. He couldn't stay on. He was about to dime out his wife. He goes, yeah. He goes, my wife snores. He had oh. to buy Bose headphones. That would not have gone well for him. <laughs> I appreciate that. What was his name? David. David. David, I appreciate you calling New Jersey 101.5. I understand. I could never occasionally, well, maybe she's not listening right now. Occasionally, Sandra will snore. Oh, Occasion- A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, and you, some. You do know this is recorded and going on demand, uh, and she can hear this eventually. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, but like a lot of people, and I don't understand this, if you accuse somebody of snoring, mm-hmm. they get offended. They do. I did. Absolutely. Why? I don't know. I, it's, is, is, it, is it more women than men that get offended? I think so. Because it, why? It's not dainty and ladylike to it's, snore? Well, it's not. Well, it's, it, <laughs> and what? It's masculine for a guy? It's all right for a guy to snore? It's just more common. You hear it more coming from a man. I don't know. But there's a couple of times where, you know, I'll get up in the morning and I'll be like, ah, I didn't sleep well last night. What was the problem? You were kind of no. you were kind of snoring a little bit last <laughs> night. I don't snore. That's the first thing that I it, I don't snore. See, that's the first thing that you get. It's everyone's go to. Yeah, it's uh, mm. all right. So if you want to, <laughs> if if you want to risk your relationship or your marriage, and you want to dime out your partner for doing this, now this I will say, this is not Sandra. This is Holly. This is my one year old yellow lab who snores. And what's funny about that is we have Henry in the studio today, my older lab. Um, He is 11, and Henry is in the studio. He will sleep all morning long, Mm -hmm. and he won't make a peep. Right. Never has. Not since the day we brought him home. He hasn't snored. I thought when you first played me the audio, I thought it was Henry. And I felt bad. Why? Because he's the guy? (laughs) No, he's the older dog. He's the boy, you know, so the girl that's, can't snore. Let's not make that <laughs> into something. Well, you already started making it into something. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, yeah. He's the older dog, so I figured, you know, that it was Henry. No, not even close. No, We're not Holly. even close. And she is half his size. Henry's 110-ish pounds, mm. and she weighs about 65 pounds. She is small but mighty. Yes, she um, is. Yes, she is. We brought her in here a couple of times. Um, and she's a love. I mean, she's, she's adorable. She's cute, which is, you know, we often say, you know, that's why she's not buried under the shed right now, um, <laughs> because she's so cute. Um, that's funny, but it, it is, no, she's a, she's a sweet dog. Uh, but she is rambunctious mm-hmm. to say the least and loud. Now you've had dogs before growing up. This yeah. can't be the first dog that snored, right? Well, the dogs that we had, uh, we had St. Bernard's growing up. At one point, we had right. five of them. Um, my mother rescued them. It's a long story about how we got St. Bernard's. And they're amazing dogs. They are highly intelligent, and they are just big mushes. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these dogs were 120, 130, 40 pounds, and they all thought they were lap dogs. But where, where we lived, we had a barn. So we had an area in the barn that you generally weren't allowed into the house. We had one female princess who was allowed in the house. The rest of them stayed in the barn mm-hmm. where they were warm and happy and everything. So they weren't in the house. But they didn't they didn't snore. Get out, yeah, really? Not at all. I would nope. just assume because of their size, but I guess it doesn't matter. I guess not. I think it's the dogs that have kind of the the Pug nose or the punched yes. in face, those dogs that look like they took a punch to the face. That makes sense. Yeah, they I tend had, to snore. I had a Pekingese, 
and he would oh, snore. Oh, right. Yeah, yep. he was a little tiny little thing. I don't think he weighed any more than 14, 15 pounds at most. And he had a snore, almost like Holly. Yeah. Not, as, not as bad, but not almost as like loud. Holly. But like to rattle the to rattle the the the, the windows and the doors when <laughs> when they start going. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a. I I wonder how many relationships in their early stages have been broken up because one or the other snores. Either that, or that's where they start sleeping in different in, rooms. In separate rooms. Yeah. I do know people that actually have. Well, the one caller that we had last half hour said, you know, when he starts to snore, he has a room in the basement yeah. where he has to go. And I, that's that almost was the case early on when Sandra and I were first together. Is that it was so bad? First, she went to earplugs, um, and then finally convinced me to go for a sleep study. Mm-hmm. And it was a you know a sleep apnea. I mean, a little bit of a snore is one thing. If you have sleep apnea, that can be a severe sure. medical condition. Um, so anyway. Let's let's move on to something something else here that I, I want to talk about at seven o'clock because you it was interesting. Dino Flamia did the story this morning mm-hmm. about neighborhoods and about whether you like your neighborhood in right. New Jersey and whether or not you feel safe in your neighborhood in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And poll after poll after poll comes through and says one of the biggest concerns in New Jersey. Number one, of course, is always taxes, cost of living, right. Number two really has had an increase over the last couple of years, and that's safety. Yeah, absolutely, especially when you have a family. Right? And whether you feel safe in your own home, in your neighborhood. I think most people will say they feel safe in their home, within the confines of those four walls. Mm -hmm. But do you feel safe in your neighborhood? And whether it's break-ins, whether it's car thefts, whether it's somebody just lurking around where they probably shouldn't be. So I wanted to get a sense from folks this morning about whether or not they feel safe in their neighborhood and whether you like your neighborhood. And the study was interesting because it shows very disparate numbers depending on geography in New Jersey and demographics. So I would ask to you, do you feel safe in your home, in your neighborhood, And do you like where you live? And if you do, why? And if you don't, why not? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Do you feel safe in your neighborhood in New Jersey? We're going to get an update of news, weather, and traffic coming up here in a moment. Oh, a couple of housekeeping things. Do you, you know, you've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a long time. Yes. Does it still surprise you when people stop and say, hey, I listened to you this morning. I enjoyed your show. Or, hey, I heard you on the radio. Or, hey. It does. It, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so 33, almost 34 years I've been here. It's still, it takes me aback when somebody says that. Of course. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a little, because we always think we're just in a room here talking amongst ourselves. We <laughs> yeah. forget sometimes that people are listening. So um, Sandra's Aunt Janet, who is a sweetheart, um, she and her good friend Mary Lou Davis are listening in Burlington County this morning, and they made it a point. Aunt Janet made it a point the other day when she was at our house to say, I love listening to you and Bill and Kristen and the gang Aww. and everything. Every morning, it's we listen every morning, and it's great. You help us start our day. That is so sweet. So, Aunt Janet, Mary Lou, thank you for listening. We wouldn't do this, couldn't do this if you didn't. And for everybody out there who is listening. And I just, it 
makes you feel good. Absolutely. Right? I really appreciate that. All right, coming up, do you feel safe in your neighborhood? Do you like where you live in New Jersey? We'll talk more about that. Take your calls after weather and traffic next on New Jersey 101.5. 6.52 is the time on New Jersey 101.5. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back on Monday. Kristen is joining me. Dan is still here. Um, you guys like where you live? You like the neighborhood that you're in? I do. Yeah? I do. I just moved. I moved from Somerset County to Monmouth County. Okay. And I love it. I grew up in Somerset County, so that's all I know. Do you, did you, what, what was the major factor when you moved to Monmouth County? Did you consider whether it was a safe neighborhood? We did. We did. Our, the, we looked into the town that we moved in, um, and and yeah, I, from from what we gathered, um, my brother knows some of the police officers in that town as well, so okay. we inquired there, um, and yeah, yeah, very safe town, and and that was that was part of it. School system obviously yep. uh, is part of it, and it's also closer to family. You know, my parents still live in Somerset County, but I do have one brother down in Monmouth County. It's closer to the shore when we love to be down the shore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and you have two small kids, so yes. that's important. Yes, you like where you live, Dan? Yes, uh, we uh, we moved uh, to uh, Union County. Uh, that was gosh, almost eight years ago now. <laughs> We've been uh, settled there, and uh, it's great. Uh, we have so many friends in town, so many activities the kids are involved in. I, I think it's a great place for us to be uh, planting roots. Same town my my wife grew up in, so you know we we already have family in town, and I mean she knows her way around like the back of her hand. So mm. it's great. That helps. But it, was safety a question or concern eight years ago when you were looking at that house? Yeah. I mean, when you look at Union County, there are some seedy areas, yeah, uh, you know, literally within a couple miles of us. But, um, you know, where we are, great reputation. We're five houses down from the police station. That certainly helps. Mm. Um, so I, I certainly feel safe where I am. We've, we've had the usual rash of car burglaries and other things recently. But, uh, you know, the response has been good by the police department in in you know, trying to nip that in the bud. And, uh, you know, we lock our cars, we lock our house and hope for the best, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, but that I think it's become a bigger issue in New Jersey as people, you know, move around the state is whether a neighborhood is safe or not. And when I've talked to some realtors about it, they say that that is now one of the first things that people are asking. Obviously, they want to know property taxes. They want to know, you know, housing values, those types of things in the neighborhood. But we've seen an increase, and, and the Rutgers survey really reflects that. What was interesting is 7% of adults in this survey said they were very worried that they would become a victim of crime. Now, crime is kind of that umbrella thing. But I think when people th are hearing crime now, they're worried about home break-ins. They had this scary thing that was happening with garage doors. Did you, did you see this? Where... And I think I wrote about this at nj1015.com at one point, is that somebody can bust into your garage in under 30 seconds by going through the top and hitting the release on your automatic garage door opener. Wow. Oh, so kind of like when you use like a Slim Jim to like exactly. jimmy the lock on your car, that's what yep. they're doing on the garage door. Yeah, they Ooh, can slide wild. it through the top. Uh-huh pop that thing off. There are guards that you can buy or you can, you know, tie the cord up or whatever, but that's if you have an automatic garage door, they all have that release of on course. them. The older ones have the thing that hangs down on the string. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're grabbing. And in 30 seconds or less, they can be in your garage 
and then in your home. Okay, that's horrible. But at the same time, that's pretty brilliant, too. I mean, that's that's a way to do it. You know, right. you, you, it requires a lot of practice and a lot of skill to make that happen. But, yeah, I could see how easy that is. And, you know, a lot of times they're going after, again, the high-end cars right. that may be. So if you have, picture this, you've got windows in your garage. Somebody comes by. They take a look through that window. Mm -hmm. They go, oh, there's a nice BMW. Pop. And the reason that they're coming in the home is not necessarily because they want to steal anything out of the house. They're looking for the key fob. Right. So... You know, I mean, it's there are legitimate reasons to be concerned, even in, in, in maybe even more so in what people consider, quote unquote, nice neighborhoods, you know, upper scale neighborhoods where you've got luxury vehicles that are sitting in the driveway or on the street or in the garage. Those are what thieves are now targeting. And you just get complacent and then all of a sudden you're a victim. You're, yeah. So, you know, it's, it can be a scary prospect. So what about you? Are you concerned about crime in your neighborhood? Car theft, home break-ins, personal assault. Are you concerned about that in New Jersey? And what are you doing about it? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. We'll take more of your calls coming up after news, weather, and traffic at the top of the hour with Jen. 657 on New Jersey 101.5. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? New Jersey chime time 710 on a Friday morning. Do you know who the people are in your neighborhood? Who doesn't like a little Sesame Street first thing on a Friday morning? New Rutgers survey is out this morning that finds while the majority of people like where they live, there are a good percentage who are worried about crime. Do you like where you live? And are you worried about crime in your neighborhood? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Alex in Pensauken. Thanks for holding on, Alex. You're on New Jersey 101.5. How you doing? I'm good, Alex. So tell me about your neighborhood. Oh, it's, well, see, I'm actually, you know, I got married into the family. My wife lived there in Pensauken all her life, and she said it was great. You know, it was run by Italians, and everybody knew each other. But it was safer. You know, I mean, you felt secure. Now everybody's moving from Camden, and then I got people from Philly coming in, and it's just like I don't know who to believe or trust, or you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of scary right there. I mean, but we're trying to actually get ourselves out of there, move out of here, and go to Tennessee eventually. You're not so. digging in with Bill. You're moving out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a shame when you don't feel safe in your own neighborhood. And Alex, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. So, what about you? Do you feel safe in your neighborhood? Do you feel safe in your home? Has your neighborhood changed? You know, that was a good point where you may have moved into an area that you thought was safe when you first got there. Now, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 15 years later, that neighborhood has changed. And has that changed your view on it? 1-800-283-1015. Lori in Tom's River, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lori. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, Lori. So um, what's up with Tom's River? I live in what you would consider to be a safe, very nice um, development in Tom's River. But I will never feel 100% safe. And a big part of that doesn't really have to do with New Jersey itself. I grew up a lot on the, on the West Coast, and we moved quite a bit. But we lived in several nice towns. And... Um, we've had the East Area Rapist try to break in. I've had two attempted kidnappings when I was a child. So when I, my children, you know, for a big part of their life in Haddon Heights, one of the things I tried to instill in them was you're in a safer town and your guard is down because you feel safe and you're probably a bigger target. So I want you guys to just be alert. 
don't be afraid, but be alert because bad guys do come into good towns. Yeah, that's a really good point, Lori. And thanks for making it here on New Jersey 101.5. That is one of the issues in what you would consider an upscale neighborhood or in so-called safe neighborhoods, particularly with the epidemic of car thefts in New Jersey, because typically in nicer neighborhoods, that's where you're going to find nicer cars. That's where you're going to find luxury vehicles. So these thieves will target that. And a lot of these home break-ins, and we've talked to police chiefs across New Jersey, and they've said, look, you know, people aren't trying to break into your home anymore to steal your stereo or to steal your TV. They're looking for the key fob of your car. And that's why we've seen an influx of crime in what used to be considered nicer neighborhoods in New Jersey. What's been your experience? 1-800-283-1015. Stephanie in East Brunswick. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning, Stephanie. You had your car stolen? Good morning. Yes. Uh, four weeks ago, actually. Um, they arrived in a car and they got into my house with a crowbar. Um, really crazy because we were home. You were home at the time? Yes. It was one o'clock in the morning. So what what was happening? You were sleeping? You heard somebody downstairs? No, no. We didn't even hear anything. They got into the house through a garage and uh, a window in the garage with a crowbar. And they tried about three other doors first and uh, were unsuccessful and then um, used the crowbar to get in and they entered our house, get the keys, and they took my handbag. While they were in there, they just grabbed what they could grab. Yep. So, you know, do not do not confront these people. No, that's never a good idea. Things can be replaced. You cannot. Um, did they ever catch the guys? Um, no, no. I, I mean, I think that, you know, there's like a crew of them going around. Yeah, but my are. GPS was disabled within 10 minutes of leaving my house. Wow. <clears throat> and um, they tried to use my debit cards in Newark. So, Interesting. Well, Stephanie, um, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 and sharing that very, very scary story. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, Do you feel safe in your neighborhood? What's changed over the years? 1-800-283-1015. Al and Steve, hang on. I got a break here for weather and traffic. Your calls are next on New Jersey 101.5. Police Department, um, we have neighbors that look out for each other. And it's relatively quiet. Uh, I don't care where you're at. You're going to have crime. Uh, you could live on the main line, you could live in brick, you could live anywhere. You're going to have crime, unfortunately. Uh, So, yeah, I I love where I live. All right, well, I appreciate your call uh, to New Jersey 101.5, Steve, about Pennsauken. We had a caller earlier that felt just the opposite of you. And, and And I guess it depends also on where you live in individual towns. Um, and that includes in, in the big cities as well. I mean, there are sections in every major city, not just in New Jersey, but around the world, where you probably shouldn't go, where you're not necessarily feeling safe. But there are other areas, there are pockets where it's not as bad, or it is safe. Barbara and Homedale, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Homedale, you don't feel safe there? Um, I don't. I'm happy here. I love my police force. But I feel we have a theme going in the world right now, in our country, in all of our states. And our police are are taking the brunt. They're not allowed to do their jobs to the full extent that they should be. Um, I think the theme is commit a crime, you're protected. 
Not the victims, not the police. The criminals are protected. Yeah, I mean, Barbara, that is um, an entirely different conversation. It's important that you raised it, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5, because there have been bail reforms and other things that have happened that make it easier for repeat offenders, particularly in the area of car thefts, uh, to be back out on the street and committing more crime. We did a, a town hall broadcast on crime. And one of the police officials that were on our expert panel pointed out that, you know, this is their job. That for criminals, this is their job. So when they're let out of prison, they go back to doing their job, which is stealing stuff, usually cars. Do you feel safe where you live? Why or why not? And do you like where you live? 1-800-283-1015. Anna and Brandy, I'm sorry, I got a break for news, weather and traffic, but I will take your calls immediately coming out of the break. The rest of you as well on New Jersey 101.5. Rising numbers say they are concerned about crime. Anna in Old Bridge, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Anna, you grew up in Newark. We talked a little bit about Newark earlier. What's your experience? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, basically, I uh, grew up uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. And, you know, we were there during the riots. And uh, we had a couple of situations. But, you know, as a young girl, I felt safe and so did my um family but i totally understand how you feel about it now on the other hand i do uh, freelance work for a couple in alpine new jersey and uh when i go to work they usually go out to dinner and i'm left left in this mansion all by myself and i'm telling you i am so scared of being there by myself because I figure if there's a home invasion, it's going to take forever for somebody to come. Yeah, up in Alpine. And, you know, yeah, Alpine is like an upscale neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. However, it, you just have to be vigilant. And, well, I think that's know. the case, Anna, and, and I appreciate your call to New Jersey 101.5, and, and that is, I mean, you remain vigilant and you do things that you need to do, and there's all kinds of information at nj1015.com and on our mobile app, things that I've written, shows that I've hosted that have talked about, you know, the way to victim-proof your home and your car, and, you know, these are the types of things that, you know, just as a responsible protector of your family that you need to consider. Brandy in Middletown, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Brandy, how do you like Middletown? I love Middletown and East Keensburg. I'm actually East Keensburg. The street behind me is Middletown. Um, I used to live in Brick. I hated it there. Um, But I love where I live. I love my neighbors. Beautiful wide street. I'm only like six houses from the beach. Don't... I hope my mother's not listening because now that she heard the Mr. Rogers theme song, she's going to remember she's got the beta tape of me on Mr. Rogers. You were on Mr. Rogers, Brandy? I was on Mr. Rogers. <laughs> wow. How was that? How, you know, I don't want to sidebar everything here, but I do want to hear that story. How did you get on Mr. Rogers? She had a friend that worked for some kid talent agency, and I have long, dark red hair. And for some reason, they decided they needed a redheaded kid. So I got tossed on the show. And you were the redheaded kid. <laughs> That's I awesome. I was the redheaded kid. <laughs> I loved Mr. Rogers. Loved that show. Um, introduced it to my kids. My kids loved that show. And did you see the documentary movie about Fred Rogers? I saw a part of it. My mother made me sit down and watch it. She's been <laughs> hunting for that beta tape for years so she could blackmail me to my kids. Well, the good news is, is if it's a beta tape, good luck finding a Betamax player. 
Dad has one. Oh, sorry, Brandy. <laughs> Thought I could help you out. All right, listen, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Uh, Michelle, uh, in Newark, you're on New Jersey 101.5. A lot of talk about Newark this morning, Michelle. Good morning. So what's your experience in Newark, Michelle? Well, I've been a resident of Newark for about 16 or 17 years right now. Um, on my current block for about five years. And I like the block. It's pretty quiet, relatively clean, and I feel relatively safe. You got good neighbors on that block? For the most part, yes, except for uh, junkie. Yeah, well. <laughs> next door. But other than that, um, yes, I do. Yeah, even in rural neighborhoods, you're going to have that. Um, but it's But that's what we talked about, right? I mean, but you know there are parts of Newark... Where if you live there, you wouldn't feel that way, right? Probably not as safe. There are, just like someone I think you mentioned. Yeah. No matter where you live, whether it's New Brunswick or Hollywood, California, there are certain pockets where crime, for whatever reason or reasons, um, is higher than certain areas. Yeah, and Michelle, that's a great point that you make, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. I mean, it doesn't matter where you live. You can live in the most upscale neighborhood. There's still going to be crime. You're still going to have issues to deal with. might be different from town to town and different from urban to rural areas, but how many rural areas in New Jersey are beset by drug crime uh, and, you know, by gang violence now? You know, it is, it's a problem no matter where you are, um, and that's one of the reasons why we're asking you this morning, do you feel safe in the neighborhood where you live? 1-800-283-1015. And do you like where you live? The majority of people say, even if they have security concerns in the neighborhood, that they do like living where they live. Grace in Chester, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Um, how is it in Chester? I don't think I've ever been to Chester. Grace, how do you like it there? Chester is a lovely town. I moved here about 25 plus years ago from Bronx, New York, uh, from Little Italy, from Bronx, New York. But I have to tell you, Eric, my antenna has never gone down. I'm not deaf and I'm not blind when I go out to stores, when I'm in my house. I pay attention because living in a nice neighborhood doesn't exclude you from crime. Though it's lovely and I love where I live here, I still... Always, I'm always aware. I shop in the shops of Chester, but when I approach my car, Eric, I look around. I don't just approach my car blindly. When I'm in a store, I pay attention to noises. I pay attention to people around me. It doesn't consume me, but I'm aware and I pay attention. Yeah, and I th- and, and you know that's that spoken like a Bronx girl, I, and I love it because that is. You know, but that's you have to teach your kids those skills. And Grace, thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Um, you have to learn how to be aware, and that doesn't mean being scared. It means just being aware. Lashonda in Newark, you're on New Jersey one hundred one point five. A lot of talk about Newark, Lashonda. How do you? How is it where you live there? It's not so safe here. Um, for the most part, the area I live in is pretty much. Decent. I'm not too far from South Orange, New Jersey, but for the most part, there's uh, it's drug infested. There's a lot of violence, crimes. And before we got on, I was just discussing that I'm even struggling to find a decent high school for my daughter to go to because there's so much violence even in the schools. Was it like that when you moved in there? Well, my ch- children were a little younger. Yeah, but it's always been violent. Yeah. It's always been violence, gangs, 
and just very drug infested here. Yeah, that's a tough way to try to raise a family, um, LaShonda. And I appreciate your candor on that. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Good luck finding a school. Stay safe. You know, a lot of these urban mayors are dealing with these issues, and we're seeing it in Newark again, and we're seeing it in Camden again. We're seeing it in the Oranges, and, you know, even in parts of Union County. It doesn't really matter where you are, parts of Middlesex County and a lot of rural New Jersey. There are legitimate concerns. 1-800-283-1015. You want to continue talking about this. Do you like where you live? Do you feel safe? We'll take your calls coming after weather and traffic next. 745 on New Jersey 101.5. 751 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I'm Eric Scott. Bill is off for his daughter's wedding. He'll be back on Monday. Can't wait to hear all about it. We had the over-under going. Do we ever settle on what the over-under was and whether he was going to cry at his daughter's wedding? I don't I don't think we settled, but I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page. That at some point he's going to become emotional. Yes, emotional. Yeah, I don't I don't see Bill becoming, you know, like a blubbering mess. No. No, there's only one person who thinks that's going to happen. Who is that? That would be uh, Joe at our sister station on uh, PST. Oh, no kidding. He thinks he is going to ball like a baby. No. I don't think so either. And if that happens, there must be video. Oh, I hope so. Right? Oh, I hope so. I think he's going to get emotional. His voice is going to crack a little bit. And my prediction was is that, and, and I don't have girls... I you know I don't know what it was like at your at your wedding, mm-hmm. but I think that when the reality sets, when he walks E down the aisle and hands her off to the butcher, yes, I think that's where the reality is going to be. Like, okay, wow, I just did this. So, do you think that is the point where he might well up and get? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be the dance, the daddy daughter dance. I, you know, I, the reason I don't think that is because that's a performance. Interesting. Okay, I'm not looking at it that way. That's that's interesting. You say that. That's a maybe per- you're right. Yeah, that's a performance. That's because you, know, you get it's staged. You get called to the stage. You have to, you know. And Bill is a performer, so I, I think he's <laughs> going to view that as a performance, and he'll be fine. I'm wondering if he'll get emotional when he sees the food. Well, he's already been emotional just looking at the menu. Right, right, exactly. Um, Hey, so I understand that on Sunday, they're going to play a football game during the Taylor Swift show. Huh. Is that happening? It's interesting. I've heard rumors that this is happening, that there's some footballish thing happening on Sunday. That's funny. I wonder if she'll even make it. Did you hear this story? Yeah, because she's what? She's doing a concert in Tokyo. In Japan. Or Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And then... What, she's got to fly her poor private jet back to the U.S. in time to be there to add to the spectacle? I'm expecting an appearance during the halftime show. I really am. Everyone really? says no. I think it's going to happen. You know, I, it's, I had zero opinion of Taylor Swift. Zero. Mm-hmm. None. I, I mean, I've heard some of her music, and it's like, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. I had zero opinion until I started seeing her every Sunday at every football game. Yes. And it just, I, and now I hate her. I understand that. I understand. She is, she's a brilliant businesswoman. Oh, she no doubt. She knows what she's a, a doing. A thousand percent. I cannot dispute that in any way, shape, or form. I, I also think she's dating a doof, but you know what? Uh, it's a. Uh, yeah, well. You know. She wouldn't be the first. Um, she writes great albums after her breakups, though, so I'm pretty excited to see what comes out. Well, because you uh, know that big oaf is going to do something stupid. Of course. And, I mean, 
does it? That that does that's not limited just to dumb oaves. I mean, men always do something stupid. That's it's just a, it's in our nature. Um, and I readily admit that. I it's, you know I readily admit that. But I think you know at some point the breakup album song it may be the first time that I seek out and actively listen to a Taylor Swift song because she will eviscerate that yes. guy. Yeah, it, it'll it'll definitely be a good one. But do you think that a lot of people are actually going to watch this game, being that it's nobody from this area, no teams from this area are going to be in it? I know there's a lot of chief haters, and I'm one of them. I and won't me lie. Me too. I, I'm, and not I, because of her. Yeah. I just well, no. I'm oh yeah, I'm a chief hater because I'm a Bills fan. <laughs> That's you right. Know? You and, are. It's, and the fact that I it, if it's tough, Super Bowl is tough for me because my alarm goes off at two o'clock in the morning. Right. And kickoff has gotten so late at this game, that they may not start till nearly 7 o'clock. That's true. And then there's word that the halftime show is the longest show right. in NFL history since they've been doing halftime shows. And let me tell you, so. if I wind up staying up late and the Chiefs win, Ugh. I will be so angry and exhausted the next morning that you guys won't want to be around me. I was going to say, yeah. are you are you uh, yeah, giving us a heads up? Here? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, I mean, I'd like the fourth quarter to mean something. You know, it's yes. I'd, I'd like to maybe once hit a football pool. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, that wouldn't that be nice? Um, have you ever been to a, a big game like that? You know, I haven't because I can't afford it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. No, I wish because I'm a big sports person. I love my teams. I'm a diehard Jets fan and I'm proud to say it unfortunately <laughs> um so let's ask folks have you ever been to a championship game have you ever been to the super bowl have you ever been to the world series have you ever been to the stanley cup have you ever been to um what's the soccer thing that's coming here in 2026 the oh the world cup mm -hmm. yeah i have no interest in soccer either um have you ever been to a big game and what was it like and what are you willing to spend 1-800-283 1015 is our telephone number. We all have stories um, when we come back that we're going to share with you, but we want you to share your stories. Am I out at 57 or 56? 57. 57. All right, so we don't have time to take Kathy's story. <laughs> um, but we will because she's had the benefit of going to yeah. a game. I've never been to a championship game. No, ever. I'm surprised. You're, no. you're a big sports guy. No, I'm surprised. I, am. I have never been. Um, have you been? And what? Did you pay or what would you be willing to pay? 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Your big game championship game stories when we come back from news, traffic, and weather next. New Jersey Chime Time, 810. Friday morning in the Great Garden State. I'm Eric Scott. Bill Spadia is off until Monday. He's at his daughter's wedding. 1-800-283-1015. You ever been to a big sports championship, World Series? World Cup, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, uh, NASCAR Championship. There's a lot of big tournaments out there. 1-800-283-1015. And what did it cost you? Super Bowl tickets. Did you see the latest, Kristen? These Super Bowl tickets, the cheap seats were going for, what, eight grand last week? It's insane. Yeah, it's up to like $11,000 now a ticket. And part of it because it's in Vegas, and I get that. Um, and the stadium out there is spectacular. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine it's because of the teams. 
I mean, especially the Chiefs, I'm surprised because, I mean, how many times have they been to the Super Bowl in the last too couple many. years? Right, exactly. One was too many. It, I, I don't know who has that kind of money to just to, to spend on sports tickets. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I mean, you know, I mean, you're a Jets fan. I'm a mm-hmm. Bills fan. If they ever make it to the Super Bowl, it would be kind of cool to go. And I promised my son, my oldest son, a long time ago that if the Bills ever went to the Super Bowl again, that we would go. Right. And he said to me, Dad, I don't want to go. I'm like, you don't want to go to that game? He's like, no, I want to watch it on TV because if they go to the game, I want to be able to watch it because he knows whatever tickets we could afford, they're not going to be good seats. Right, right. You know, they're going to be a quote unquote cheap seats. Um, and he, he said, I, I want to watch the game. So I want to do it on TV where I can actually watch the game. But if they win, I want to go to the parade. That's, see, that's genius. Right? <laughs> that is very smart. Well, yes. Why he's the one in law school. Um, but that I, you know, th- that makes sense to me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that is brilliant. I let's watch the game. Let's hope they win. Mm-hmm. And if they do, we're going to Buffalo and party in Niagara square. It's going to, uh, not cost you as much money too. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> right? Um, and I, I just, so who out there, how many of you that are listening this morning have been to the game or if your team makes it, what would you be willing to spend? Cause people will spend that money, obviously, that's what they're spending mm-hmm. now. But I have never been to a championship game. I've never been to, I mean, I've been to all kinds of sporting events. I've been to, you know, virtually everything. But I've never been to a big game. Now, Kathy, you've been <laughs> to a couple of them. And you're not even really a sports fan, it's, are you? Mm, well, some sports. It's like a father-daughter thing. Oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. My dad was always a big Phillies fan. In 1980, he had tickets to the sixth game of the World Series. Oh, wow. That was with the Royals, right? You know what? I don't remember the other team. I was a little kid. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was. But the Phillies won. Yeah, they won. The Phillies won. And I remember when we walked out of the stadium, there was fireworks. And when we got to where our car was parked, there was burnt cardboard on top of the cars because I guess it was part of the fireworks Oh, that had fallen down. Right, right, right. Okay. And that was an interesting thing. Then the other one was the Davis Cup tennis. Oh, uh, see, yeah. That's... United States versus Australia yep. in St. Petersburg, Florida. I had the opportunity a couple of years ago to get tickets to the Australian Open. Ooh, wow. And I would have loved to go. Um, and the reason I didn't was because I could not, First of all, couldn't afford the airfare, but could not imagine being on a plane for like 23 hours. The thought yeah, of that just, it, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I could do that. But you've um, been to the U.S. Open, right? Um, I have. I Yes, I yeah, have been to the New U.S. Open. Not to, to, to some of the like early matches. Right. Um, but not to the, you know, not to the final matches, yeah. not to the finals. Um, I'd love to go to Wimbledon one day. I'd love to go to the French Open. I mean, that's maybe when I retire, that's what I'll do is I'll just travel around going to tennis championships. Um, <laughs> to the Grand Slam. Yeah, right. All the Grand Slam. But it's, yeah, I've never, I've never been. And I don't know what I would spend. But I, when I promised my son that we would go, I, I pretty much made the commitment that whatever it was going to cost, I was going to somehow figure out a way to pay for it so we had that experience. Um, Diane and Cherry Hill, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You were, let's see, what, World Series 2008? Yes. So how did that happen? That was, well, my husband has a friend who knows an owner of one of the baseball teams, one of the Major League Baseball teams. That's a nice friend to have. So, yeah. 
so he got it was like um a package so he had like two tickets to like each um step nlcs that you know through so they they went to like one game with each of them as they were building up to the world series and i said look we want to go too so if they get to the world series i'm going to a game so we were lucky enough to get it for the final game and if you remember that's the one where it got rained out the first half, and then they had to play it again the next night. So I have two sons. So the first son and I went on the first night, and then I went with my younger son the second night when they actually won. Wow. And talk about chills, and, you know, it was it was actually snowing when we got there that day. It was so cold. It's snowing in a baseball game, but... Now, even now, he'll still say he's 34 years old. He'll, we still get those chills when we see the rally house because we remember how loud and how exciting it was. Yeah, I, that's amazing, Diana. The fact that you got to share that with your son. Um, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. I would like to have that feeling. I would like to experience that. I mean, we've all seen it on TV. It looks amazing. What was it like to experience that? If you went to a championship game, did your team win? 1-800-283-1015. Jerry, hang on. Get to you and more of our calls after weather and traffic next on New Jersey 101.5. 823 on New Jersey 101.5. Friday before the big game, Super Bowl Sunday. 1-800-283-1015. Ever been to the Super Bowl? Ever been to the World Series? Stanley Cup? Ever been to a Grand Slam? Ever been to a NASCAR championship? What was that like? And... If your team makes it to whatever big game it's going to, what would you pay to go? Super Bowl tickets in Vegas going for $11,000 each in the so-called cheap seats. Bob in Parsippany, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Another World Series attendee. Bob, tell me about that. Well, it was uh, back in 2009 when uh, Hideki Matsui tore apart the Phillies. A fantastic game. I had I had had season tickets for about 25 years. I also saw Aaron Boone hit the home run against the Red Sox. I was there for Mariano's last game, Jeter's last game, and August 31st, 2010, I caught a Mark Teixeira home run. Wow! Do you still have it? The year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And I also have a picture with him from one of those uh, picture days at Yankee Stadium. I'm holding the ball, and he's he's in the picture with me. Great wow. memories of the Yankees. Great memories. I'm guessing that in 2009, you were a Yankees fan. <laughs> Been a Yankees fan for about 30 years, but prior to that, I was a Giants fan. Growing up, uh, I was old enough to remember the Giants playing in the polo ground. Wow. So, That's awesome. Great memories. <laughs> yeah, great memories, Bob. Thanks for sharing New Jersey 101.5. I would I would really like to experience that once. Uh, never have. Have you? Have you been to a championship game, World Series, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup? Ken in Hillsborough, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Ken, you, let's see, you're going back 76 World Series, right? That's correct. Good morning. Good morning. I just graduated, I just graduated high school. And my, one of my friends calls me up and says, if you're not doing anything, you want to go to the game today. I said, Bob, that's funny. This is the World Series. He says, my dad's box seats are good in the postseason. That was a long time ago. We saw Cincinnati versus the Yankees. 
and unfortunately the Yankees lost that game, but Johnny Bench actually hit two home runs to hit the foul pole next to our box. Wow. What an amazing memory. So did you think, you know, when you were in high school, did you think that, well, hey, this is no big deal. I'm going to go to every World Series. Never thought I'd see a game, especially not that way, but it was it was really special. Yeah. I, Ken, thanks for sharing that memory with New Jersey 101.5. Um, have you ever been to one of those big games? What was it like? And if your team makes it to whatever the next big game is, what would you be willing to spend? $11,000 for a Super Bowl ticket? And I have to tell you, if the Bills were in the Super Bowl, I, I don't know that I could do $22,000 for tickets because then you haven't even gotten there yet. 1-800-283-1015. The... I'll tell you the closest I ever came, and it was an insane scene um, when we come back on the other side of the break. But let's jump in with Steve in South Plainfield. Um, game 7 of the World Series 2009. How much did you spend for your ticket, Steve? I got five free tickets. That's the best. Yeah, I think it was row 12 right behind the Yankees dugout. Wow. Now, are you a Yankees fan? No. Oh. Not at all. <laughs> all right. But it was still the World Series. Yeah. My daughter and her husband, they were fans. I got five free tickets, so. Yeah. I'm not a Yankees fan. The tickets are free. All right. I'll gut it out and go. <laughs> yeah. I must have gone. I was building a house for a guy up in Short Hills. And I think I went to I don't know, seven or eight games that year. Yeah, that's awesome, and it's um, it's free is okay, you know. I mean, because then you're under no obligation to really have a good time. But you had a good time, right. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome, Steve. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Have you ever been to a championship game? Football, baseball, soccer, hockey, tennis, NASCAR. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one five. Kevin, hang on. I'll take your call after we get an update of news, weather, and traffic on the half hour. 827 on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey chime time, 837. I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia. 1-800-283-1015. Have you ever been to a championship game? Stanley Cup, Super Bowl, whatever. Never had the chance to experience that. Would like to at some point. Uh... What is your experience, Ben? And Super Bowl tickets now going for $11,000 each for the so-called cheap seats. Would you ever pay that? Did you ever pay that? Kevin in South Brunswick, you're on New Jersey 101.5. You were at an event that I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but I would love to go to the Daytona 500. Everybody I know who's gone has said it's been a blast. Is it? So Yeah, it's really good. Eric, listen, <clears throat> this is a little emotional for me, because I was there in 1990. And a lot of us around South Brunswick, we were big Dale Earnhardt fans. Yep. So he led the whole race and blew a tire half a lap to go, and Derek Cope won. So I go back a couple years later, then I went in 98, he won it. They wanted to tear the whole place down. There was every driver, every crew, everybody came out to congratulate him. Then I went back in 2001, and he and he was killed in that accident. Yeah. You were at that yeah, race? I was at that race. I was at all three of them. Oh. When he blew the tire, when he won the Daytona 500, and when he got killed. And I went to my father's house down in New Smyrna, 
And uh, my father said, why What you're so upset? You know, oh, we were devastated. And I said, you know, Dale, no, he'll, my father said, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. I said, no, daddy's dead. Oh, my God. It was just, and it, you know, we called up here in South Brunswick, and it, it was just really crazy, you know. Like, the day NASCAR di- almost died, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't really do nothing. NASCAR, those people down there, they're just regular people. They're not geniuses. They should have brought one of Earnhardt's grandkids up. And, and, and you know, like, like, just like they're doing in KC with Taylor Swift, putting this big show on as a bunch of bull crap, you know what I mean? They should have. You know, but it, it it was great. The guy was a great racer. He was a and I got some pictures of him that week before he got killed, and it, they're really spooky. Because I seen him in one of those yellow Corvettes on the street, and I took a picture, and it was almost like it was almost like uh, he it, it was the picture is crazy. If I if you could see it, he was like in the car, and the clouds were it was like he was going to heaven or something. It was crazy, but. It was it was good. It was good. That's my story. I don't go to no other sports because I don't I don't really support them too much. Well, I appreciate you know? the story, Kevin, and thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Wow, devastating. And again, not a NASCAR, not a huge NASCAR fan, but I would love to attend something like that just for the experience and you know talk about a range of emotions watching one of the all time greats lose his life in an accident. Uh, Dominic in Collingswood, you were also at Daytona. Yeah, so NASCAR is kind of unique where they kind of have two championships. They have a Daytona 500 in the beginning to kick the season off. Yeah. And they also have their cup championship at the end. But in my opinion, the Daytona 500 is the, obviously the big base to go to. And I went in 2016. I believe Denny Hamlin won, won by like one one hundredth of a second. Um, but yeah, it's, such, it's a sobering experience. you got the Blue Angels that fly over. Oh. Yeah, you got, you know, all these loud, loud cars. And I think there was uh, approximately 150,000 people inside of the, you know, the actual racetrack. And there was apparently, I think, 300,000 people in the area, you know, obviously outside of it and combined inside of it. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, crazy experience. It's uh, a lot of a lot of fun, but then it's also sobering when you hear these cars, when they crash at 200 miles an hour, you actually feel... It's almost like a percussion, like a wave, like from like kind of like a drum. You actually feel it in the stands when these cars crash, and it kind of, you know, it's a roller coaster of emotion. Yeah, because no, you're, you're. I mean, even with all the safety precautions and technologies, and then they have that's got to be everybody's holding their breath at one point to see if they can get a thumbs up or a wave or get the guy out of the car. I mean, it, that, I, I, I've heard that about the percussion that if. If that crash happens anywhere near the section of the stands that you're in, that you feel it when it happens. Dominic, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Um, you know, I when I was a kid, I used to go to stock car races, you know, just the local things. And loved it. Absolutely loved it. Loved going there. It was a great family event. Um, but I, I haven't been to, you know, a big race. And I have a lot of friends. You know, our cousin Phil goes to those races all the time. And I, I, I just, it just looks fun to me. I have no idea what's going on. But it just looks like a lot of fun to me. Gary and Hazlitt, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Oh, that's a big one. The Subway Series. You you, you went to those games? Uh, actually, game one. Game one, okay. Uh, and that was what? You're talking 2001, right? Yeah. No, it was, it was actually 2000, I believe. 2000, okay. Uh, um, so, yeah, my, my buddy who's a big Mets fan had gotten uh, 
season tickets, not season tickets, but he had gotten off the World Series tickets, uh, and he got game one in the bleachers for Yankee Stadium. I believe we paid face value, which was like 50 bucks. Wow. <laughs> he he could have... He could have turned and sold those for anywhere between four and five hundred dollars a piece. We had four tickets, so. Well, and imagine what they imagine, Gary, what they would be worth today, right? I mean, it, it, yeah, it, the, I, I can't. What does a World Series ticket go for now? I mean, uh, it, it, that's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. I mean, and that, you know, our deciding factor was going to the game because I was like, you got five hundred dollars or four hundred dollars a seat. I mean, you're you're talking. Fifteen hundred to two grand uh, for for uh, tickets that you paid fifty bucks for. Yeah, so, easily, easily. Uh, yeah, I don't blame people yeah, for wanting to sell their tickets on the secondary market. Thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five, Gary. I mean, it, it's I I know people who are affiliated with the NFL, various teams, or even with the with the league that have tickets that are available. They're not free. They don't give them away, um, but they also aren't cheap. Uh, I don't know, and I don't blame people for saying, if, if I had a ticket to something and you offered me $11,000 for it, uh, sure, it's yours. 1-800-283-1015. Ever been to the Super Bowl? Ever been to the Stanley Cup? Ever been to the World Cup? Ever been to a Grand Slam championship? What did you go to? What was it like? How much did you spend? And if your team makes it to a championship, what would you be willing to spend? 1-800-283-101.5. Ron uh, and George, hang on. I'll take your calls immediately after an update of traffic and weather. That's coming up next, 845 on New Jersey 101.5. 851 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I'm Eric Scott in for Bill Spadia. Bill's back on Monday talking about whether you've ever been to a championship game, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, Grand Slam, Indy 500. What have you attended? What did you pay? If your team ever made it to the big game, what would you be willing to pay? Super Bowl tickets, eleven thousand dollars, twenty-two grand, just for two tickets to go. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one five. I've never been to a championship game, so want to go. Um, Indy is one of those things where I would love to experience that. Not a huge NASCAR fan, but it just looks like a, such a good time. Uh, George in Manalapan, you're on New Jersey one zero one point five. Not one, but two Super Bowls for you. Yeah, kind of crazy. Interesting story. Uh, I've been a lifelong Green Bay Packer fan since 1968. Um, and uh, I became good friends, lifelong friends with the former mayor of Edison, Tom Lanky, back in 1977 when we were playing baseball with each other. And at that time, he's a lifelong Jet fan. We made a bet that if either guy's team made it to the Super Bowl, the other guy would take him. Lo and behold, in 96 and 97, the Packers made the Super Bowl, and he took me to both Super Bowls and paid for everything. Wow. That's a good bet. Crazy. Yeah. It turned out to be the only good bet I've ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. I hear you, George. I I am the same. Well, the only time I win is when I bet Spadia. Yeah. Well, Spadia's an Aries. He's born the same day I am, so that'll tell you one thing. Uh, That was lucky. You you cracked the code, George, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. And, you know, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about this morning at some point, um, is that have you ever had anybody welch on a belt at a bet? I mean, that was a pretty big payout. 
that George got there to be able to go to back-to-back Super Bowls free of charge. I am down two bottles of bourbon because I bet with somebody, let's just call him Bill, who hasn't paid off his bet yet. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. Ron in Tom's River, you're next on New Jersey, 101.5. Oh, Sugar Bowl. You were at the Sugar Bowl? I was at the 19... Now, this is going back, 1976, to be exact. It was the game. It was between Georgia and Pittsburgh. Wow. And uh, that was Pittsburgh. That's their champion. Tony Dorsett, it was his last game. I just moved. I, I got a job in Mississippi, and we went. To, we went. It was at the. It was at the Superdome. Five of us went. My mom, my dad. I just had a baby girl, and my wife and myself. The thing of it is, twelve dollars. That was the cost of a ticket. Yeah. Well, my dad passed away years, you know, several years ago, and I would clean up his stuff, and I opened up like this, this chest, this thing he had on his dresser, and. He had all stubs, and I saw that ticket. Twelve dollars. Wow, twelve dollars for a ticket. Well, you know, I, 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 that's amazing to me. I mean, that's and, and Ron, thanks for your story and calling New Jersey one one point five. Although I can remember um, growing up and going to games in the eighties at the Old Rich Stadium to see the Bills play in Orchard Park, uh, just outside of Buffalo, and the teams were terrible. Um, eighty one, eighty two. I think they won two games. Um, four games in in two seasons, we would be able to buy um, ten dollar end zone seats, and by the middle of the first quarter, we were sitting on the fifty yard line about twelve rows up because there was nobody in the stadium. Um, Dominic in Hamilton, you're on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Now you went to the World Cup in ninety four. Is it as big a deal as everybody's making it out to be? Yeah. So um, ninety four, I was um, eight years old. My father got tickets. Um, friend of the family was. Uh, he was like head of the soccer federation in New Jersey. So he got tickets two years in advance. And I think at the time they were like $250. Um, so he went to a game. They're all in giant stadium. The ones we went to the one the game he went to was uh, Italy, Ireland. And then he had gotten round the 16 game and the semifinal. So the round the 16, I went with him was uh, Mexico, Bulgaria. And then we, we saw Italy, Bulgaria in the semifinal at giant stadium. And it was like eight rows behind the goal. Like, there's nothing like it. Nothing. I mean, I've gone to NFL games. I've gone to hockey games. Um, there is nothing like a World Cup game. I will say that you know, and I've watched it on TV. I've never been. I've never been to a live soccer game ever. But even when I watch it on TV, the energy in the stadium seems just amazing to me, and that's why I think I would like to experience it. Yeah. That that first game we went to, my dad's friend had an old. Uh, Van with the old TVs, like the with the with the antenna, and we were watching the Italy game as we were waiting to go into this game, and it was just like incredible. And being a kid, eight rows from the field, and watching like when we watched, you know, I'm from Italian, you know, my parents are from Italy, so we were watching, you know, mom watching my favorite player score two goals, and uh, at the same time when they came out a couple years ago that was going to be in the United States, my sons. I have twin boys, and they're going to be the same age I was at the same, you know, senior World Cup games. And, and are already making the, the plans to, to pay that forward. Dominic, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. All right, uh, hang on. I'll wrap this up after news, weather, and traffic, and then I want to know what's on your menu for the Super Bowl. 8.57 on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey chime time, 9.11. 
I'm Eric Scott sitting in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back on Monday. Hey, thanks for spending part of your Friday with New Jersey 101.5. We appreciate it. Really do mean that. 1-800-283-1015 is our telephone number. We're talking about whether you've ever made it to a big game. Super Bowl, World Series, World Cup, NASCAR. I've never been to any type of championship game. 1-800-283-1015. What I also want to talk about this morning, and I would love to hear what you're serving for the big game or what is the thing that you have to have when you are watching a big sporting event. What must you have? I'll share with you a couple of my recipes, but what is on the menu for Super Bowl Sunday at your house? 1-800-283-1015. Ernie in Hillsborough, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Long-suffering Jets fan. I can relate. I'm a long-suffering Bills fan. The Jets have been to one Super Bowl. I'm guessing maybe, Ernie, you were there. Absolutely. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. So it's 1969. I'm 13 years old, and I was very fortunate to go to Miami to watch the only Jets Super Bowl appearance where they beat the Baltimore Colts 16 to 7. They were 21 point underdogs. Yeah, that was that. That was the Joe Namath guarantee. That was it, baby. And no f- Willie. No, no fo- football wasn't as big a deal back then. But was it still a big deal to be at a at an early Super Bowl? I'll put it to you this way. I was in the eighth grade in Our Lady of Mount Carmel Grammar School in Jersey City. A little kid with uh, horn rim glasses, black hair parted on the side. I looked like Ernie from uh, My Three Sons. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when I got back to school, I was I was a star. So yeah, because you were at the game. Yeah, it was big. My father was a football player, so it was big in those local circles, especially in the metro area. Yeah, that was the case um, in our family too, Ernie. Thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Uh, my dad played for the Bills um, 56 to 62 uh, long before I was born. And then it was just a way of life. And he had business affiliations with the team. And we were around it, you know, all growing up. But there was a point where we all worked the games. My brothers um, hocked beer in the in the stadium. They were the ones running up and down the aisles yelling, cold beer here. Uh, my sister was an usherette. I was a ball boy, which I got fired from. I'll tell you that story sometime. Um, and uh, my dad worked the chain gang. Um, Kevin in Morristown, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Another World Series. Uh, 77. Who was that in 77, Kevin? In 77, Eric, that was the New York Yankees against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ah, and were you a Yankees fan? I was a Yankees fan, indeed. Huh. Yep. All right. So tell me about that. To, what game did you go to? I got to the. Uh, it was Game Six. It was the final game. Okay. Reggie Jackson hit three consecutive home runs that night. Wow. Uh, it was an unbelievable game. I got there by accident because I had been at law school that uh, earlier that day, and one of my classmates' father and he was supposed to go to the game, and the father couldn't go, so he turned to me and said, "Are you interested in going to a ball game tonight?" And I went uh, and turned out to be just an unbelievable kid. I, I can't, you know, there's so many stories, Kevin, like yours. And thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 where, where people just, you know, they, they lucked into it or they were, they accidented into it. Um, if that's a word, 1-800-283-1015. Happy to continue to talk to you about the big games that you've been to. But I also want to talk food with you this morning. You know how much I love to talk about food. What are you serving for the Super Bowl? Um, and I already got a couple of text messages because I guess I can't leave that hanging out there. Why did you get fired 
as a ball boy um, for the Bills. Uh, I was eight when they made me a ball boy. And you had to be able to throw the football underhand 20 yards from the sideline to the referee or the side judge um, to spot the ball. And I couldn't get it that far. I was only eight years old. The ball was so much bigger than my hand. So as much as I tried to do it, I kept bouncing the football on the turf to the referee. And they said, yep, thanks. Don't bother coming back. 9.15 on New Jersey 101.5. More of your big game stories and Super Bowl food. What's on the menu? That after weather and traffic next on New Jersey 101.5. 9.21 on New Jersey 101.5. Sitting in for Bill Spadia. I'm Eric Scott. Bill will be back on Monday. His daughter's getting married this weekend. Wish everybody well. Find out on Monday whether or not Bill teared up. Did he start bawling like a baby? Or did he just get a little bit of emotion? I think it's going to happen when he walks E down the aisle and hands her off to Charlie the Butcher. And that's when it becomes real. I don't think he's going to, like, tear and be bawling. But I think he's going to become emotional at that point. We'll find out on Monday if that's true. Talking with you this morning about whether you've ever been to a championship game. World Cup soccer, Super Bowl, World Series, Daytona 500. Closest I ever came. I've been to a lot of playoff games. A lot of football playoff games have never been to a Super Bowl. Uh, the best that I can remember was uh, January 20th, 1991. I was at the AFC Championship game, which was held in Buffalo at what was then called Ritz Stadium. The Bills beat the Raiders 51-3 to to advance to their first Super Bowl. That was the one they lost to the Giants on wide right, but we don't like to talk about that in our family. And if anybody knows me, you know there is a deep emotional connection because my father to the Bills. And my father had passed away in July of 1990. So he went his whole life never seeing his team go to a Super Bowl. So it was very emotional for my brother and I to be at the stadium for the Bills to win, to advance to their first Super Bowl uh, literally months after my father had passed away. Um, Wish they would have won it. Maybe history would view the Bills differently if they had. Uh, but frankly, glad I didn't go to that game. That's the closest I've come. Again, a lot of playoff games, never a championship. What was your experience? 1-800-283-1015. Matt in Brick, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Another Super Bowl. How'd you get to the Super Bowl, Matt? Hey, my girlfriend's company actually gave us two free tickets last year. Wow, free is great. Yeah, um, I'm a lifelong Eagles fan, and once we got the tickets, we did look up. We were sitting in $9,000 seats. Wow, $9,000. Now, if you had had a chance, would you have sold them? I did have the chance, and I did it. Um, It's a shame we blew the second half lead, but it was a a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And, Matt, you say you're a lifelong Eagles fan? Yes. You don't sound like a jerk to me. (laughs) Uh, yeah well um yep lifelong my girlfriend's actually born and raised in buffalo oh how about that our season ticket holder bills so i know exactly uh how your fan base feels right and you have that heartbreak it never quite leaves you but at least you know i i think it's got to be worse if you were at the game and you watched it happen yourself versus tv i don't know i justify that you know i justify that and just say hey i would i would rather i would rather have 
watch that on TV so I could just be alone rather than watching a team 100%, celebrate. 100%. Yeah. The, the plane ride back from Arizona, we had to go to the airport like right after the game. And that was like the worst plane ride of my life. Yeah, I can imagine. I feel your pain. Matt, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Good luck. Hopefully they'll get there again and, and you'll be able to go. Um, profit in Matawan, you're on New Jersey 101.5. So you worked at the uh, Meadowlands, so you got to see a lot, right? Yes, sir. I worked uh, Super Bowl in 2014 when uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, won. I worked that one. I worked, uh, I worked the Devils winning the Stanley Cup, the Nets going through the playoffs, uh, the WWE SummerSlam, numerous concerts from the Frost to Terrace to the Rolling Stones, everything. Now, what did you work, uh, Prophet? Did you were you support staff? Were you security? What did what was your job? I first got hired at security. Then a few years later, I went to the medical staff. So when you're security, you can't watch the game, right? I mean, I see these guys standing on the sidelines, and they got their back to the field. They're watching up on the stands. That's correct, but I wasn't assigned to the field. I was assigned to the families. Oh, okay. The football, the football wives, the football families of a dignitary came. I got to meet uh, the New York mayor. I got to meet the governor. He was a real nice guy. Governor Chris, he actually shook my hand. It was at a Dallas game. I was, like, shocked. Huh, yeah, because Chrissy's a big Dallas Luke fan. Bryan, yeah, Luke Bryan actually grabbed me, took a picture with me. He's like, grab your phone, let's take a selfie. That's I awesome. Like, <laughs> I was like shocked. Like, who's, you know, um, I met Keith Richards. Wow. He actually shook my hand. He's like, he came in, he goes, I don't have my ID on me. Um, I don't know if you know who I am. I'm like, come on, you're Keith Richards. <laughs> of course I know who you are. I don't know if you know who I am. Yeah. Um, Archie funny. Manning, same thing. That's he awesome. Find ticket. He find, I was like, that's Eli's father. Let him in. You know, so it, it was just, you know, it, it was fun. That's a great life, Prophet. Thanks for calling and sharing that story on New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, if there was anybody who would walk in and you'd recognize it, it would be Keith Richards. I don't know if you know who I am. I can't do a British accent, but I don't know if, uh, yes, I know who you are. Uh, 927 on New Jersey 101.5. Let's continue this. Um, after news, weather, and traffic, what's the big game that you've been to? 927 on New Jersey 101.5. 937 on New Jersey 101.5. Eric Scott in for Bill Spadia. Bill will be back on Monday. Thanks for joining us this morning. 1-800-283-1015, our telephone number, talking about what are the championship games that you've been to. I've never been to one. A lot of playoff games... Never a Super Bowl, never a World Series, never a Stanley Cup. 1-800-283-1015. Frank in Farmingdale, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Frank, love hockey, been to a ton of hockey games, playoff games, never been to a cup game. You were there, what, the Devils' first championship? Yes, uh, 1995 at the Meadowlands when the Devils beat uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I was there with my daughter... And uh, I'll tell you what, it's one thing to watch people win the World Series and the Super Bowl on TV. To be there when your team wins the championship, there is nothing like it in, in the universe. I can't even imagine the feeling, Frank. And, I, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a hockey fan. Unfortunately, I'm a Sabres fan. Not going to be our year again this year. Um, but, you know, I, I just see the energy and I want that. I want that so bad. And the fact that you got to spend that with your daughter... 
Yes, and uh, we still have our jerseys from that day. Wow. And what made it special was I'm an amateur photographer, and I took a picture when Scott Stevens raised the cup, and it came out pretty good. But two years later, I'm at a gallery in Lake George, and there was a panoramic shot of when uh, Scott Stevens raised the cup. And I said to my wife and daughter, I says, wait a minute, we were there. And I asked the, I saw section 219. We're in section 219. I asked the manager, I said, can I have a magnifying glass? And sure as hell, there I was with my daughter. I'm holding up my camera, taking a picture at the same time. Wow. And then my wife got me that, my wife got me that picture for uh, my birthday. So it's like, I look at that picture. I said, yeah, I'm up there. And uh, I'm taking the picture at the same time. Uh, that picture was taken. So that made it extra special. Oh, that's awesome, Frank. Thanks for sharing, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that says, you know, it, it, life is, is not about things. It's about experiences. So no matter what it is that it would cost to go, if that's going to be one of those experiences, I mean, it's one thing to go with a buddy, and I'd have a great time. It'd be another to go with either or both of my sons to experience that. Uh, Mitchell in North Brunswick, you're on New Jersey 101.5, and you've been to a lot of these things. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky. Um, Super Bowl is nothing but a very overpriced uh, football game, unless it's your team. Um, but I was lucky enough to be at the Mr. November hit uh, when Derek Cheetah got the home run. Wow. And that was really cool. Uh, but I was actually at game four uh, in 99 when the, uh, when the Yankees swept uh, the Braves. So to see everybody on the field, you know, after they wrapped it up and all that, um, that was probably the most fun. Yeah, I would imagine. And then you've also been to three Daytona 500s and... That is an event that I would like to go. Even though I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, it just looks like so much fun. I, I tell you what, besides all the championship things, I've also been to an Olympics. I've been to events all over the country, and nothing compares to a NASCAR race. Um, it's a party. I mean, there's people there for days. Um, I actually saw Kevin Harvick win one of the NASCAR uh Daytona 500, uh, and he crossed the finish line on his, the roof of his car. Wow. Yeah, I think I think I remember seeing highlights of that. Mitchell, uh, what a charmed life you've led, and thanks for sharing your stories with us on New Jersey 101.5. 942 is our time. Jackie in Summit. Now, here's one we haven't talked about this morning, a Euro Cup. Where was that? In Lviv, Ukraine. In Ukraine. Okay. Um, yes. 20, what, what would that have been, 2012? Correct, 2012. I was at the match between Netherlands and Germany. And were you a fan of either, or did you go just for the experience? Just for the experience. Uh, my daughter-in-law is from Ukraine, and her family invited us to come visit during the Euro Cup. So we all went, and that happened to be the match that we got the tickets to. And crazy, right? Just a crazy atmosphere? Well... In Europe, of course, soccer is the big sport. Yeah. It is the Europeans what football, baseball, soccer, everything rolled up into one is here. And it was an incredible experience because not only at the stadium during the game, but throughout that whole time, a big section of the downtown was quartered off and there was a fan zone. And that was incredible energy. 
Yeah, it just it, you watch it on TV, and I'm sure it's not you don't get the full effect, but it just it, again it looks like a lot of fun. So, Jackie, that was quite an adventure. Thanks for sharing on New Jersey 101.5. Gary in Colts Neck um, Subway Series. Yeah, is this the famous Eric? Well, I don't know how famous, but they I, keep. I gotta tell you, I, I I gotta tell you, listen, you got some voice for radio. I don't <laughs> know you personally. I don't know what you look like, but. You got the bomb, man. You're you're unbelievable. I I, I think you're dead on. So anyway, I'm the checks in the mail, Gary. I'm thank married. you. I'm I'm married, you know, 32 years. So don't worry about that. So anyway, <laughs> I never forget. It was the craziest time. I was 2000. I went to the World Series. I took my oldest son. Now was 29. My son Garrett, and he was about five years old. And we lost the Mets because I'm a Mets fan, and we lost that game the last game, and I had to drive home with my son in my 1990 GMC pickup truck. And I don't know if you remember, they were doing work on the outer bridge. I drove from Shea all the way back. It was real foggy, and I had to go do a detour. Then I had to go backtrack, go back on the turnpike to get down to Colts Neck. And I was falling asleep at the wheel, and my kids on, you know, my five, six-year-old kid at the time, I'm trying to stay awake, trying to stay awake. And I don't drink alcohol, so it was just a great experience. He'll never forget that because he does remember it. And I still have the actual stub from the 2000 World Series. It was great. Yeah, it it would have been better if you had a better outcome. But I still think that that's the experience, right, with the kids. I mean, it's that might make the loss a little bit better. Um, Gary, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Thanks for your kind words. Um, Yeah, I... I would do that with my sons, um, even over doing it with you know my football buddies, because I just that that is a memory that just doesn't ever go away. And some of my best memories are being at not even big games, but some big games, but being there with my dad or being there with my whole family. I, I can still remember it um, for the time that I was five or six, like it was yesterday. Uh, Marcus, Keith, Ryan, hang on. I want to hear your stories. You'll have the final words when we come back on this topic after we get an update of weather and traffic. 945 on New Jersey 101.5. Arrow. 952 on New Jersey 101.5. As we are wrapping up the conversation today, reminiscing about the championship games you've been to. And boy, what great stories we have heard this morning. I've been to playoff games, never been to a championship game. And I'm so glad, Marcus, in Cranford, that you called because it's the one sport that we have not talked about yet, basketball. Yes, how you guys doing? How you doing, Easy E? I'm, I'm doing great, Marcus. Tell me about that. I, basketball is another one of those games where the championship games just look like they're off the hook. Oh, man, this was 1981. I was eight years old. This was when Larry Bird was at one of the greatest times in his life. He had 18 points, 21 rebounds that night, and they actually... Three. My grandfather got me those tickets as a birthday gift because my birthday is back in March, and it was a it was a game to see, man. Trust me. That's amazing, and and what a great memory. Now, did your grandfather go to the game with you, or send oh, you? Yeah, he was there. He yeah. was there with me. I'm talking about. I got home smelling like booze. <laughs> home smelling like booze. I loved it. I got a, a autograph shirt from Tiny Ultra Ball that year. It was something to remember. Trust me, something to remember. Yeah, that's awesome. I, it, and that makes all the difference in the world, Marcus. Thanks for sharing your story with us on New Jersey 101.5.
fathers, kids, grandfathers. Um, it's about the the memories. Kristen, this was a this was a great hour. I, a, a great what? Two hours we talked two about hours, this, right? Yeah. yeah, about the championship games that everybody went to. Um, I got to make that happen at some point in my life. I want that memory with with my kids. I you know, you know I don't care what Alex says. If the Bills ever go to the Super Bowl, we're probably going to wind up going to the yeah. game. I got to take him there because I want that experience. Now, price tag doesn't matter? Well, that's what I said. When I originally said that, and then Sandra and I talked about it, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, at that point, um, you know, God willing, you can always make more money. Sure. But you can only make certain experiences. So, you know, if, if you, whatever it would take, I would figure out a way to make that happen. That is a good point. When was the last time the Bills were in the Super Bowl? And I'm not asking to uh, ruffle your feathers. Yeah. Eric, uh, but... Let's see. So it was 91, 92, 93, 94. So 1994. 1994. And for right. most of Alex's life, well, actually not most, all of his life, mm-hmm. both my boys, 26 and 23, for their entire lives, the Bills have been terrible. Wow. So... It was, Alex was with me when the Bills first returned to the playoffs on that freaky play um, because it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati won their final game of the year which mm-hmm. against Baltimore, which put the Bills in the playoff and broke the drought. And it was on New Year's Eve. Our guests were literally just arriving as the Bengals won that play on the last game and Alex and I went crazy yeah so yeah gonna have to at, at some point yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna have to do that at some point at some point um thanks for all your help last couple of days great having you in and and talking with folks bill will be back um again the big story is going to be is bill gonna cry yep at his daughter's wedding join us monday morning and we'll find out everybody have a great weekend dennis and judy coming up next on new jersey 101.5 from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.